Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. So let's face it, media is all of our business. Many of us make a living either directly or indirectly from it. Uh, it has a profound impact on, on uh, many aspects of our lives. Uh, of course, we love the entertainment. Uh, art or, it, it, you know, it wouldn't be such a ubiquitous thing. Uh, but we're seeing a lot of disruption in this space, particularly in the space uh, surrounding these uh, strikes that are having a, a profound impact on the uh, economy, particularly the entertainment uh, economy, uh, and really has some things rooted um, in, in less obvious things. You know, what, what seems to get the greatest point is the uh, focus on needing to improve salary and benefits and that type of thing. But there's a force underlying it that doesn't get as much attention. And so today, really delighted to have uh, Warren D. Robinson on the show, longtime regular uh, friend of mine now. After all, he's uh, all this time a friend of the show, uh, a personal favorite. And I always have a great time having you on, Warren, a filmmaker, uh, an, attorney, uh, an attorney. You bring so much to our conversations. I have a hard time. I kind of think you think of you as a media critic first, and a filmmaker and everything else you do second. You do a phenomenal job that in that space. Um, real quickly, your website is warrendrobinson.com, and that is the best uh, place really to learn more about what you've got going on. Yes, it is. You can find all my updated projects there. You can find everything I'm working on at the website. So, yeah, definitely go check it out. And thank you for uh, your kind work. Yeah, absolutely. Always love having you on. All right, let's get into a topic today. Let's talk a little about uh, this. This uh, First of all, you know, I, I, loved it. I loved that you brought it up about what's going on with the strikes. And it's interesting. You're talking about the power of AI in all this and how no matter what, no matter what, it's like uh, it's almost like Don Quixote uh, chasing windmills, right? To be going after AI like these strikers seem to be trying to do. Yeah, you know, as you said, a lot of the attention has been on um, the writer, both the Writers Guild of America, which represents pretty much all the writers that write any of the scripted series for your major broadcasts and streaming networks. They were on strike first, and then this summer, the Screen Actors Guild, which represents um, all the actors and actresses that appear in these programs, are now on strike. So you have two dueling strikes that have pretty much shut the scripted side of Hollywood down, and, and the unscripted side, too, as well, a little bit in, uh, for those projects that do hire writers, such as uh, the Drew Barrymore Show and others. We've heard that controversy. So... It's really shut them down, and part of what they are asking for, we've heard a lot about, you know, um, increased royalties and that kind of thing, but another component that a lot of people may not know unless you're really reading what they're asking for, it concerns artificial intelligence. Both the writers and the actors are concerned about how the studios and broadcasters and streamers are going to use AI going forward because essentially they're worried that AI could come in and start to replace them. Actors are worried that studios are going to start using AI to um, recreate performances or to fill in performances or using their voice without paying them or remuneration for it. Writers are concerned that they're going to start using AI to fill out and write scripts and thus not hire writers. And so the unions are really trying to back the studios into a corner here to get agreement on how they're going to use this new technology and really trying to prevent them from increased usage 
of this new technology. So it's a very interesting debate. You know, in parallel to that, happening really at the exact same time, in fact, and it started on Monday, right, was the auto uh, strikes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? AI is driving that one. Those are as well. Doesn't get as much as attention. The big attention is the disparity uh, between the wages uh, from different companies. But an underlying thing of that is concerns about AI as well. Yeah, you know, listen, AI is a blockbuster. It's a game changer in terms of technology and what it's able to do and how it has the potential to um, replace the need for certain jobs and for certain people. So when you look at all the industries, because um, for me, you know, being a Hollywood person, being an entertainment lawyer, that's what I know. That's my specialty. But as um, I've said, it isn't just about Hollywood. This is going to affect a whole lot of industries in this country. There are going to be a lot of jobs and a lot of industries that are going to uh, that are going to disappear. That are going to fade away as a result of this new technology. And so, my advice is that what has to happen and what the guilds really should be focused on is how do we pivot? How do we find a way to work within this technology? Because I'm here to tell you, Kevin, the technology is not going anywhere. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get cheaper. And there is no way. You may get some concessions this time around, but I guarantee you it's only going to last for the length of whatever this contract is. You're getting a few years at max. This technology is here to stay, and you can best believe when it brings prices down, studios are going to start implementing it. And that's for industries across the board. So people have to figure out how do we work within this? How do we pivot to adjust to this new technology? There's a lot of sympathy for that as consumers of entertainment, and there's a lot of sympathy of that, you know, when I think of particularly smaller media companies that really have a difficult time competing with the big ones, and AI becomes the equalizer to them. You know, that's a very good point, Kevin. I hadn't even thought about but you're right. Much in the way that social media has kind of become, has given people a way to kind of compete with um, mainstream media in a sense. So you are right for, for smaller studios or smaller companies that could be a game changer. It could be a way for them to um, increase their presence. But it also brings a lot of questions. It brings a lot of ethical questions. It brings a lot of questions in terms of copyrights and trademarks, publicity rights. There's a lot of issues that are going to have to be sorted out yes. as this technology becomes more and more commonplace. But what I can tell you is this technology is not going to go away. And it's already being used. Um, I make the example of the latest Indiana Jones movie that came out earlier this year, right? You, if you saw the movie, which uh, according to the box office, a lot of you didn't. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I, haven't, um, I haven't. I haven't. I, I become less and less interested because he was phenomenal, and I want to remember him as that. Anyway, you are well. <laughs> in that movie, um, they have scenes of Harrison Ford 40 years younger, but it's not really Harrison Ford. They used AI technology to de-age Harrison Ford, and so you're seeing a much younger, much fitter Harrison Ford acting um, as himself 40 years ago, right? That's AI. It's already in the movies. Now, just a few years ago, you would have had to hire another actor 
to take that role. You would have had to hire someone who looked like Harrison Ford or, or could at least convince you that he, you know, had the essence of Harrison Ford in order to play Harrison Ford 40 years ago. Now they just use AI. So already we see this technology is affecting people's jobs, and they did a very good job, I must say. I was re- it really was convincing. It looked just like Harrison Ford 40 years ago. It looked like it was a real scene from one of the previous Indiana Jones movies um, that they just inserted into the film, but it wasn't. It was AI. Incredible. Incredible. So, I, I, you know, there's, there's of course, the, uh, um, I, I believe they were called the Ludites, right, who wanted to destroy all new technology back, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. You know, and you look contextually at the history of technology, very, very little happened uh, over thousands, uh, at least hundreds, if not thousands of years. I mean, you, you're talking very gradual change until the Industrial Revolution. Yep, Industrial Revolution obviously sped things up, uh, generally always improving the lot of everyone as it expanded. Uh, You'd be hard-pressed, and I say you, anyone would be hard-pressed to come up with examples where that wasn't the case. Um, And and, and in fact, in almost all cases, uh, improvements in technology, and of course the late 20th century with the Internet, and by the way, what we're talking about now, AI is going to be bigger than the Internet, I believe. And the Internet was bigger than anything before it. So what you're seeing now, we've gone from really slow, gradual change to pretty rapid change, particularly, you know, I think the turning point uh, was Thomas Edison. I think many would agree with that. You know, the world that he woke up in his baby and the world he left years later was profoundly different, largely to uh, people, him and people who were, inspired by him. And so the history of technology, though, improvement is making it better for everyone. It doesn't only eliminate some jobs, but it improves jobs for others. Uh, and so I, I wonder I wonder how maybe over the top is. I'm not saying the adjustment will be easy historically have been, but the people have always been better off after the transition. Well, I think that technology is meant to make our lives easier, right? And so even those people who don't like change and they, you know, they're afraid of new technology, after a while, uh, new generations get used to it. And so, yes, we see the benefits of it. So I do think that there will be um, benefits with AI, but we've also seen with technology can also be great dangers. And I just don't know. Um, well, the Internet is another good example of something that has been hugely beneficial, but has also caused us a whole new world of problems that we didn't have before. So AI is in that same vein. There's a lot of potential for good, but there's also a lot of potential for bad. And so we have to figure out how we balance that and, and how do we balance the two. Yeah. So I would agree with you on the Internet uh, being a game changer for good and bad. But when you say bad, I, I don't see it harming jobs. If anything, it's just changed their nature. In fact, after years of Internet, we have uh, employment demands to meet for more employees uh, like we've never had. Um, and so I see that. 
certainly like like in case of in the case of people who don't know how to engage with one another, uh, how quickly we're willing to go to violence because we don't know how to socially interact in the real world because we don't socially interact in the real world. Uh, those types, yeah. I get that, and uh, those uh, certainly would be the unintended consequences. But again, I I think a lot of the I think a lot of people are going to be doing other things for a living as a result of this. No question about it. I think they're doing this for a living and making more after AI. Uh, there's never been a blue-eyed criticism where, in the end, it was they were right. Well, my um, my beginning when I first started speaking on this topic here, my whole thing was I feel that the industry as a whole needs to figure out how to pivot to adjust to the fact that AI is here. And, and and that's kind of what I think you're saying, too, as well, is because you have to figure out new ways to work within the technology. I would push back on the fact, though, that the Internet has not eliminated jobs. I think the Internet has eliminated whole industries um, in this country, and we've had to learn how to pivot to, to adjust to the Internet. If you look at newspapers and the journalism industry, for example, that industry has died and is dying because of the Internet. If you look at retail Retail is dying because of the Internet. We've had to adjust, and so AI is going to do the same thing, in my opinion, to the entertainment industry. It's going to be a huge game changer, and they're not used to that, and they're pushing back against it. It's not going to work. You're going to have to figure out how do we pivot with this great brand-new technology that will do so much good, as you pointed out, and we're just going to have to figure out how to adjust to that. Let's be clear. AI is still going to need some human interaction. I don't think it's going to replace people completely, but you may see decreases in the number of people you need or in the roles that those people have when it comes to the industry. But I think it's time to figure out how to pivot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you said eliminated industries. I didn't, I didn't say it didn't do that. Uh, I said it didn't eliminate jobs, just change jobs. Did it eliminate gotcha. jobs in those industries? Yeah, like canal boat captains were replaced by uh, train workers. <laughs> so they, there are still people working in transportation. They had to make the transition, uh, and then many of them lost jobs as air, airlines and planes became more common, but the jobs are still there. And if anything, in, in both of those cases, they are better than what was there before. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Transportation is not going to go away, you know, uh, but the nature of it. And news hasn't gone away. In fact, we got way more news now than we did uh, 20 years ago. The only one area where that's not true is local news. That has become a desert, and, and that is alarming. You know, I, you know I, I saw a major foundation, can't remember which one, uh, giving a grant for a half a billion dollars to many media companies to try to foster more of that uh, kind of, uh, of uh, local, uh, local journalism. That is dangerous. Uh, everything has become very cookie-cutter-ish. But in the end, yeah. I don't know if it's job-related dangerous. I'm not saying it isn't without, you know, problems. Uh, but we're talking about the, uh, the only thing most people seem to be talking about, which is my job. <laughs> no, you're right, and, and we're on the same page, then. You're right, because um, new, new industries, new jobs sprout as a result of technology, and so it is a matter of fitting. But I do think with AI, I guess the concern is this technology is so advanced, and it has the ability to do so many things that you do have to wonder, okay, how 
if this is implemented in industries across the, the, the scale, how are we going to replace those jobs? What are we going to find there? Maybe we just don't know the answers there yet. But, um, you know, we've already seen, for instance, where we have in certain cities now you have um, buses that are completely driven off automation. They're no longer requiring bus drivers. And then if that happens in the trucking industry, then, you know, so I do think AI is, it's it's going to be a huge game changer. And um, we're going to have to figure out how to adjust. We're going to have to figure out how to pivot. We're going to have to figure out those jobs that still need that human connection. But I, I will admit it does look a little scary and it looks a little bleak. And you're thinking, okay, how in the world can we possibly replace um, all of these jobs? But then, you also look at the numbers and you realize that a lot of industries right now have shortages. There's not enough employees to fill those jobs. So maybe the answer is we don't need all of those jobs anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. We could go on for a long time. One of those issues that uh, is being debated everywhere, from corporate rooms to union halls right. to academia. Uh, and there is no really simple answer. You know, like most things in life, it requires nuance, which seems almost impossible to come by these days. So that's why I always have fun talking to you. We at least give it the old college try. <laughs> exactly. And I think we'll just have to wait and see exactly how this is going to uh, come out. I think a lot of people right now are trying to keep AI in a bubble, they're trying to suppress it. Listen, you're never going to be able to put that genie back in the bottle. So oh, I think no. we're just going to have to wait and see how it how it affects us. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the media that you're reading uh, is uh, uh, way more driven by AI, including major media, than they're letting on. And, I, and I'm talking mainly in the news area because that's such low-hanging fruit. And I know because I've got friends in major media <laughs> talk about what they don't talk about publicly and close their mind. Uh, so many of these media laying off hundreds of people, you can't do that unless you have a way of replacing them. Very true. You're absolutely correct. All right. Warren D. Robinson, always love having him on the program. One of my favorites. Go to warrendrobinson.com for more information. I am Kevin Price. Stay tuned for more after this.